1: looking good
0: yes yes so head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all enjoy
1: I can't do this I'm a mom now I can't do, I this. Can't do this anymore <laughs> very quickly it will eliminate a lot of people in general Accountability, buddy <laughs> mm-hmm. <And> I, learned- <laughs> I found commercial agents that I could send a referral and they would send me their residential referrals
0: Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top-producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be
1: competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi,
0: Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) It's episode 127, Working with Investors. It's been a long time since we did a good, meaty,
1: technical, like...
0: Information yeah. Don't filled. get their hopes
1: all up. I don't know how oh. meaty. Is this going to be really meaty? <laughs>
0: well, instead of talking about like a fluff, no fluff? Yeah, yeah it's not really fluffy. It's just kind of investors. It's technical. Yes, more technical. We haven't done a technical in a
1: while. I'm for it. Um, To set the scene for everyone, my throat's a little scratchy and I'm eating one of these ninjam, jam, nin-jam, ninjam, ninjam, ninjam herbal candies from Terry Watson. <laughs> So he said they work magic for your voice. Yes. He also gave us that liquid like gel. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Like a like a little tube. We put it in our tea that time. We just openly took it from him and ingested it and, <laughs> hardly, and har- hardly know him at all. We live to tell about it. There you go. So I'm drinking my hot tea and having my, my herbal candy. Great. Hopefully I won't clear my throat or cough in anyone's ears. Okay. Uh, are we going to do, 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 do? do, do. do. The flip report. Let's hear it.
0: Um, it's basically finished. Ooh. Um, the language barrier with the contractor mm-hmm. is really starting to. He's R- so so it's nice. ugly head. Yeah. It's just. I'm like, I. Okay. So example. He texted me. Okay. We did the back fence. Mm-hmm. Wood, new wood fence. It was a chain link fence. You could right. just see everything into the neighbors. Exposed. So I said, yes. That was always on the plan. So he texted me the two chain link fences on the side mm-hmm. and said, what about these? I said, just leave them because I don't think it matters. Like, you can't really see them. Okay. They're on the side. So I said, no, leave them. Well, I show up and there's new fencing. It looks amazing. It looks wonderful. Do you think that he is making executive decisions on his own? I don't see how he could have not understood unless leave them means... (laughs) Build new fences. Build new (laughs) fences. Like... (laughs) Obviously, the no part would be clear, but I said no, leave them.
1: So I don't. I just don't know. I I see where you're having to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I think he's unilaterally <laughs> making decisions. I think he couldn't help himself. <laughs> he was like, "It looks bad. Yes,
0: <laughs> must fix it. Must fix it." And I have to say, it looks incredible. Great. Like, it needed to be done. Um, would it have mattered, selling it wise? Mm. Probably not. <laughs> it's too late now. But it looks really nice. So I'm fine with it. Okay. Um, he forgot that I wanted wood shelves in the kitchen on that big open buffet area. Well he spent his wood budget on the fence. Yeah. So he was like, oh. And I wanted to be like, I showed you that like three pictures. And he even drew it one time on the sheetrock. So he just forgot. I guess he forgot that. Um we realized that oh. there is not an outlet in the fully tiled master <gasps> bathroom. Oh, my word. I guess it just was an oversight. So he is going to have to figure out a way to put the outlet oh. back in the master bathroom. Because oh, you no. have to have outlets in there.
1: Oh, he no. He says,
0: it's fine. Yes, see, I got this. I'm like, great, wonderful.
1: Okay. How did you notice that there was not an outlet? So there's a neighbor. Mm-hmm
0: who has a friend
1: mm-hmm.
0: who is potentially very interested in the home got it and the neighbor every time that my contractor is there the her and her friend go they've been like 5 times they're and like they're hanging out planning the,
1: they told him to build a fence yeah i mean <laughs>
0: she's kind of like a well i'm wondering um she said that she was really interested um kind of waiting to hear back on everything okay but, Um, She had even talked to him about making a few modifications. She's an artist and wants the sunroom to be her like studio art studio. She loves the barn door that opens into the sunroom from the master. Perfect. I thought, great, wonderful. Try not to be too optimistic about it, but she seems very interested. Um, She pointed it out. She was like, I was looking in the master bathroom and there's not an outlet in there. And I said, Surely. And I went and... Oh, there was not.
1: There was not. So he says it's fine that he can fix it. I don't know how. Is there tile on the... The whole wall. I, I understand the whole wall where the mirror is, but is there tile on the other wall? Can you just put it across? You
0: would. You, you're, it would be like by the toilet. It's a small master bath. Well, that's why I'm thinking wherever it, you get that outlet, yeah, it's fine. It might be fine, but I don't know. He's handling it. Yeah, I don't know where it's going to be. Whatever. I have no idea where it's going to be. Um, I forgot that we need bathroom mirrors. <laughs> Just like you totally forgot. Did about you send it? Whitney to the Hobby Lobby? I did. <laughs> I did. So she's picking them out. Great. Um, she also got the cabinet hardware. Mm-hmm. And she laid them out exactly where they need to go. Okay. I'm not sure that they were put where they're supposed to go, though. Oh. It looks fine. Okay. But Whitney was like, I don't know, so she's out this week, so mm-hmm. I'm waiting on her to meet with him Monday to just be like- Put this where it goes. Yes, yeah. but just trying to figure that out too. Okay. So, you know, all these little details, I'm just not here for it.
1: <laughs> right. You, you, <laughs> look, you look
0: completely burned out on this. I'm just like, I have trouble caring. Yeah. I don't care. Like You're like, I don't care. It was funny, Whitney was in Home Depot sending me pictures. I said, you pick, sent me more pictures. Again, you, pick, you, pick. you pick, you pick, I, I don't care. I, I don't care at all. You tell me what you need.
1: This is just so amazing to me. I just can't. I would care too much, which <sighs> is why I'm not doing a flip. My brain is like, I know I should care.
0: And then I get mad at myself sometimes. Why? That I'm not. Who like... cares? So anyways, it's a. Uh... Wow. I'm thinking by the end of next week, I'll have like photos mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it'll be ready. Are you going to do some light staging or No. I think I am okay. I love it. When now I'm gonna wait and hear about the neighbor. Okay, and if they're like really interested, you're gonna give them a deadline. Like, yep. And uh, she's working on getting pre-approved. Ah, okay. So she was pre-approved. Okay, but it's just trying to figure out, you know, the details what what she wants to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel good about it. I'm excited for it to be on the market. Okay. I think the pictures, even if I have a buyer ahead of time, I'm going to take photos of it. You yeah, know, you've got to do- Well,
1: look, the people here are going to beat down your door and want the
0: photos. I need to find someone to do like a real video. Yeah, do that. Okay. Okay, great.
1: So, the flip report. It's all good. <laughs> the end. Okay. Um, so, this week we're going to talk about working with investors yes. as their agent. Previous investor episodes were 51 and 52, and those were really talking about the journey as the investor. Yes. Now we're going to talk about the journey of the realtor working with the investor, which is totally different. Very different. So different. I am at a point in my career,
0: I think you are too, Uh where we have chosen not to work with investors. Yes. Tell us why for you, and I'll tell you why for me. The why for me is because... The work, it's a business decision. The work it was taking Mm -hmm. for the money I was making Mm -hmm. was not Mm -hmm. um, matching up well. Mm -hmm. So it was actually, it got to where it was a poor business decision based on where I was in my business.
1: Yeah. Also, as an investor yourself, you're kind of competition for your own clients. Yeah. Sometimes, every (laughs) now and then. Once in a while. Uh, Every now. I still do occasionally, I have a list of my like, Investor people who are not like that's the only thing they do, but you know if I come across a good deal, they would be interested in keeping it as a rental. Something like that doesn't bother me, um, but over the course of the sixteen years I've been doing this, I you just know the the thing. Mm-hmm. I listened to, here comes the new investor. I listened to this uh, TV show, radio show, podcast, read a book. I'm going to be an investor. Yes. I. This is the smartest way to invest my money and right. I'm going to do it. So can you find me a flip? Mm-hmm. And then I have to very kindly say, well, there are a lot of investors in our market mm-hmm. who've been doing this so long that they have a big pile of cash <laughs> and they just swoop in and buy anything that they need and want to flip with cash. Do you have cash? No, okay. Well, maybe we start somewhere right? else. Right. Like, would you like to buy a rental that you could hang on to for a few years and then potentially sell? I mean, there's other ways you can invest. Mm-hmm. but there's just not this big, you know, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Right. and they're like, so that I'll was another about thing, it. not
0: only the actual real estate part of working with investors, uh-huh. but the beginning screening, educating, explaining. I was spending oh, hours right. and it's educating me. people right. um, on what what it means to be an investor. Yep. The, and then it, a lot of times it resulted in them realizing they weren't ready. No. It wasn't for them, right. whatever the case may be. So I was doing a lot of free
1: coaching. A lot of free coaching.
0: And then if they decided to be an investor, yes, I have my 20%. Right. The houses that they would send are not houses that I would buy. So I was having trouble advising my clients. Right, 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 right. Because they would say, well, this meets my criteria. I don't care about the area. And I'm yeah. like, but I do. Right. I'm having a hard time because they want my input. Yeah. And I, I have told them before and I'm not sharing it. So don't ask. But oh she looked I <laughs> right in the camera and was like I am not sharing it. I wrote a personal email, okay. In my email template. You've mentioned it before. About why I don't work with investors anymore. Because it is a personal decision. Yes, and I wrote my personal reasons, you know, the market is so tough, I am very conservative. I have trouble advising clients who are investors because I don't always agree with what they're looking for. Right. There is a shortage. There are investors in our market. I had to make the business decision. Uh-huh. However, this agent can help you. Okay, great. You just refer them. Yes. So if you are feeling that way, you can write your own email explaining yes. why or why not you work yes. with investors. I wrote that one time and thought this is great. I need to save it as a template. Right. So I have it. Now, that being said, there is one investor
1: Mm-hmm.
0: that I have had almost since the beginning of my career. Okay. For a while there, when it, before the market was what it is now, he was almost the reason why I was like, I can't do this anymore. No,
1: no, 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 no. And it no.
0: was hard because he's such a nice guy. We got along. Right. Um, but I, was, I would dread seeing his name (laughs) in my text messages. Like, I don't want to. And it was all these addresses, like eight addresses at a time. Right. And he would just say, hey, write up offers on these. Oh. And here's the thing that people don't always realize with investors. If they are foreclosures or distressed properties, they are owned by all different banks. Right. Every bank has a different system or protocol that they use mm-hmm. to submit an offer. Mm-hmm. I was having to learn yeah, all these different systems. Yeah. What did they require? Mm-hmm. Not just a proof of funds letter, but a proof of funds letter with that address on it. Yeah. With the current date. Right. With all the information, on, like very specific. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it wasn't just me that yeah. cringed. I'm sure his banker right was like you need nine proof of funds letters with all these different adri- it's a lot it's a
1: lot of work and they would just always come back rejected right because they don't want it or for no market response. value Mm-mm. they want to they have to get it for less or else right. it's not a good investment right oh. well, So it was just a lot a lot and I it made me realize i can't do this it's two totally different animals working with your standard um, buyers and sellers who are working, that are buying and selling their own homes, right? Owner-occupants. Right. Are about the emotions and the lifestyle and like, you know, where are we in regards to my work commute and school, whatever. And investors are just all about the numbers. Yes. And they are going to work you mm-hmm. to the bone- which is fine if you're early in your career. I do think that an investor client is a great client because if mm-hmm. you've got the time to do the research, they're gonna repeat by. I I learned so
0: much in my first few years working with investors. Mm-hmm. It was the hardest work I ever did. Oh yeah. Most time consuming. Um, I took classes. So here's the other thing too. If you are a new agent and mm-hmm. you realize that you are attracting investors as tends to happen in those early years. yeah. You need to look up in your marketplace, like I took how to buy a HUD home. Yeah. Best class I ever took made working with investors 20 times easier. Anytime I saw it was a HUD foreclosure, I was just like, whew, I know exactly what to do. And I I was able to do it quickly and efficiently. Home path was a totally different. Totally different. Yeah. But let's go back to uh, HUD
1: homes for a minute. I haven't showed one in so long.
0: There's not many out there right now. Is there
1: still just one key? Mm, they i don't know so before let's call it on six to seven ten years ago there was a singular hud home key mm. and every house was keyed to the same key what so once you were a hud approved agent you could have you had the key the keys to the kingdom wow and the key would open all of the houses surely it's not the same anymore i don't believe it is that way so crazy
0: but if you are so nothing will make you more aggravating to work with as a cooperating agent than trying to fill out a foreclosure contract yeah. and calling the listing agent only to be referred to the tutorials on the homepath right. website don't, or whatever don't website bother me. they the, the listing agents typically know nothing about the property yeah there is no property disclosure no They will not turn utilities on most of the time. No. The inspections are FYI only. Yep. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on, but these are things that you need to just be prepared for. I remember when I was new and they would say, hey, can you tell me about this house? I felt like I needed to find something out. I felt like I couldn't say,
1: well, because this is a foreclosure, there is no history. Yeah. But that's just what you say. That's it. That's all you say. No history, Mm -mm. no disclosure, no nothing. I would like to give a, I don't know, shout out to the listing agents on these foreclosures. (laughs) Y'all, I mean, they may seem like they're not being helpful or friendly (laughs) or whatever, but they take like hundreds of these listings. It's the bank works them to the bone too. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're constantly having to do BPOs right. and reports and go check on the property or whatever it is that that bank requires. Mm-hmm. It's not a glamorous listing operation. No, And I don't know what it is these days, but it's not like they're making the standard right like mm-hmm. market commissions. Right. So be mindful that they're probably not going to help you and they are they're burned out. They're burned, yes. they're burned out. There. Don't call the listing agent. Yeah. You have
0: to figure it out on your own. You have to set no. up your own accounts mm-hmm. for each different website. And then once you have accounts, that is kind of where the information is. Yeah. If you want to know, are there offers? What's the deadline? Yeah. Once you make an account uh-huh. then and you log into these different foreclosure websites, it yeah. will say, they are taking offers through tomorrow at noon. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow at noon comes, and sometimes it says, we are now taking offers 25 days from now. You're like, oh. I've seen them change that time frame. They extend it, and they extend it. We have made offers 10 20,000 over list and lost. And oh, there sh- you just never know. Right. You never know. But I have to say... I got so good at writing contracts mm-hmm. and I really understood all the different ins and outs of the different banks right. and the difference between a short sale and a foreclosure and um now I was always really excited when he would send me an address and it was just a just a, a normal house that was like, dirty what? and needed repair but you was don't not say. a bank owned it's the bank owned stuff that was always so challenging right but when it was just you know a house someone inherited that was in poor shape yeah at least you can just deal with the regular purchase agreement and those you're are not probably the best deal deals they too. are they really the bank are
1: typically doesn't list a foreclosure below market value they list it at the condition it's at right so it appears to be below market value but then you get in there and you're like oh it needs fifty thousand dollars of work that's why it's priced fifty thousand dollars below market value mm-hmm. it's just not Um, it's not the same as like an estate sale or something where maybe they're just trying to unload it and they don't really, right? They don't care about the market value as much. Like you're just like, let's just get out of this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so some of the thing that I think you need to prepare for when you're working with um, your investor client is they want a lot of research done. So much research, I have that written down. <laughs> so yes. much research. So they're gonna want comps for the current value, comps for the renovated value, comps for the rental market. Like, what do you think um, it could sell for if I renovated in two years? I've had them ask me, yeah. <laughs> All the things. So you're pulling comps and comps on comps. And they need to know it because it is all about the numbers. Yeah. If they don't know the numbers, they can't even make a decision. Mm-hmm. But they'll always come to you and want to make an offer less than whatever they said was. In the template course, do we have the market update template about I like the do. CMA
0: summary? I think because so. Whenever I have an investor that sends me mm-hmm. tons of addresses, I would copy and paste that and say... Oh. See C- attached CMA summaries, and then the email explains mm-hmm. like what the CMA summary is and how to read it. Yeah, and I would just let the
1: investor you figure I, it out,
0: right? I would say here is the numbers on that subdivision. Yeah, let me know what you think.
1: Yeah, you I know, mean, an experienced <laughs> an investor can figure it out.
0: Yes, and I also, so I had it in my notes, you cannot be the CPA. No. You cannot be the financial advisor, you are the real estate agent. So interpreting market data is fine. Answering questions about, how much will I have to pay on taxes if I flip this? What if I keep it as a rental? So for example, on my flip that I'm doing right now, Mm -hmm. I learned that 41% of my profit has to go to taxes.
1: Holy Based smokes! Based
0: on like current tax bracket, mm-hmm. they they explained to me. So I don't flip houses often. I always just have right like, rental property. Yeah. So oh. I haven't sold. I haven't sold a flip house in a good minute. Yeah. So they were like, if it's a flip and you're selling quickly, then it's what your tax at whatever income tax bracket you're in. Okay. At that time. Okay. On your net profit. So okay. if I have for easy math, if I have two hundred after renovations, right. and I sell it for 300, mm-hmm. then I have $100,000 okay. profit, so $41,000 is going to taxes. Wow. Yeah. Now, if I keep it for two years as a rental, right. there is a certain tax I no longer owe anymore, mm-hmm. and it goes down to like 35%. It's not that it's, big of a difference. It's not that big of a difference, and then you might have to spend money to fix it up. All of this to say every person is different. Every income bracket Mm -hmm. is different. You need to have an email to that you can show Mm -hmm. if something ever happened. Hey, I told you at that time that you really needed to consult with your CPA or your financial advisor on that.
1: Right. Don't come back yelling at me. Right. (gasps) Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And especially inexperienced investors, they... They they are, have all those questions mm-hmm. and they don't even know what to ask. Mm-hmm. They don't. I had a past client who was an owner occupant. I have sold their house. They bought a new house. Sold them that. He called and said, I would like to start investing. This is my budget, and I would like ideally to get a fourplex. And I was like, mm-hmm. 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 doesn't no, exist. No, it doesn't exist. But that's okay. That doesn't mean you can't become an investor. But maybe you need a more entry level. Well, here's what you can afford. Right. You can get a two-bedroom condo or, yeah. <laughs> or a one-bedroom, you know, whatever. Like, they, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They're not coaching, following the market educating. for that. Yes, yeah, yeah. so there's a lot of coaching and educating. And you're right. It takes a lot of time. And you're going to spin your wheels a lot to get a deal done. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Guess what? What? We have updated the email templates. Finally. Whoa. Hallelujah. <laughs> they are updated and there are more of them.
0: Yes, we have 10 buyer templates. Right. 15 seller templates. Mm-hmm. As well as a checklist for when to send all the emails at what point in the transaction.
1: Yes, so you don't have to guess when they go. It's very specific. <laughs> this happens now, then you send this email. So this is what they need to know. This is what they need to know right now. Also, there are six attachments that go along with some of the seller side. So like move out checklist and showing prep or all that stuff. So there's all the information you will ever need to tell your clients in one of these templates.
0: Yes. And if you still aren't sure, you can go back and listen to episode 31, where we talk about the importance of the templates and why we use them. Like what are we even doing? So we hope that they help you because they have helped us so much. Immensely. And we have gotten so many wonderful reviews about how they have helped others. And so now
1: they are up to date and ready for you. Yeah. And you can go read reviews and all the information at email templates101.com. Lovely. How easy is that? Great. Okay. Y'all enjoy. Bye. Another thing I did that was helpful to me once
0: I started getting a few investors mm-hmm. was setting up one or two, three different MLS searches.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And anytime someone was like, oh, I'm interested in, I would just added them to receive notifications from that search I had set up. Oh,
1: that makes sense. So a lot of people were getting the same one. Yes.
0: Yeah. And then they were oh. responding differently. Like, right. no, I never really had a situation where. They
1: both wanted it.
0: No, but even if they did, you're, I wouldn't mind writing two offers for two different clients because I just tell them, you have to tell me what it's worth to you. What right. would you like? Okay, great. And then like neither of them could win right that's one thing i do wish i wish we knew how many offers we were going up against but right. a lot of time the bank the, you don't know you don't how know. many Mm-mm. and sometimes i've had them tell I've, I've submitted offers before where they say um we might we take 10 days to process offers but if you didn't hear from us you didn't get it <laughs> thanks thanks but like right. my That's clients it. are like, hey, any word, any word, any no word means no word. Word. you don't get it.
1: No, no word, nope. Guess we lost. And again. and then with banks, they just make their own rules, right? So maybe there was, like you said before, maybe there was a deadline, then all of a sudden the deadline is yeah. different, or maybe they took your offer and then all of a sudden they're like, no, mm-hmm. we're not, we're not going to do that anymore. No, yeah, they don't care. They just don't care. Um, this year's, well, the twenty twenty one mandatory education class for our market was investing. Right. I don't remember the name of it, but it was about investing. (laughs) There was so much math in it. Yeah. I will tell you early in my career, I took a commercial, like kind of like intro to commercial real estate class where I learned about cap rate and how to do that math. It was a full eight hour class. Okay. Basically of math and the different types of commercial properties and commercial appraisals and talking about all of this stuff. It was vital for me to have that knowledge so that when these novice investors, you know, came to me, I could be like, well, here's some of the some of the things you want to think about. Mm-hmm. Do you even know what a cap rate is? Do you have they're like, what? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. What does that mean? So in twenty sixteen when we had the flood here, investors flooded our market Mm -hmm. from everywhere, which is apparently common after a natural disaster. So I got pretty good, and we had a lot of distressed property, right? So I got pretty good about figuring out what do I have to ask? Because some of them were not from away, some of them were local people, like, well, maybe I would like to invest in a flooded and gutted home. Right. So then I came up with my questionnaire. Mm-hmm. I want, love your questionnaire. Share please. Do you want to hear the questions? Yeah, are my investor questions. So, so this was for any investor that you got. Yeah, this is the if any investor intake that yeah. you send. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I would just ask, it was sort of like my intake form. I would ask in the conversation. Yeah, but your so checklist. I didn't. So I didn't forget. Um, is cap rate important? <laughs> That's a great one because then if they're like, huh, what, what, what if is that? Just lets me know where you are. And y'all, I'm not going to walk you through what a capitalization rate is cuz the math is somewhat complex, but it's basically the rent over a year minus all of the expenses you have for that property and the value of the home or the whatever the prop- the value of the property will give you a capitalization rate. Okay? Okay? Look, when I first started the business, 10 would be a great cap rate. Okay. People say, "I want a 10." Some investors maybe will go down to 8 like it just I don't even know what current investors say anymore. Yeah. But that's that's the deal. So I would ask them if that's important cuz you need to know. As an investor, I've never done the math. Done this math or okay. considered cap rates. Okay. But it it is a thing. Yeah. Okay. So, the next one is, do you want a certain appreciation? And the point of this question is, are we buying a property in a you know, maybe declining area because of the prices? Or do you want a maybe a newer house that's going to appreciate more quickly? Like what do mm-hmm. you need it to appreciate? Do you just, and then the next one is, does it need to be desirable for rent or resale or both? Right. Are you just trying to rent it? That's a totally different ball game than if you want to resell it. Mm-hmm. Um, and how long before you would resell it? Are you keeping it for five years, 10 years, 30 years, two? Mm-hmm. What is it? Um, the next one is, do you need to cash flow a certain amount? So if this is a long-term investment in an appreciating area, are we just letting it, basically letting the renter pay your mortgage? Right. Or are you looking for this income to come in every month and you know be more than what it takes to take care of the property?
0: I have um, some investors. Okay. It's two guys that work together. They buy, uh, Better homes than my other investor, but still kind of hit or miss at times. But the numbers aren't aren't great to me. But they're like, well, Alyssa, we're not trying to make money each month. Like we both have full- time jobs. we We're not doing this for income. No. But one day these tenants will have paid off the all mortgages, this, right. all the mortgages. Yeah. So we don't care if, yeah. if it's breaking even every month mm-hmm. um, because one day we'll just have all these houses that are paid off that we've never paid for. Right. And so that was that investors,
1: that was model. what they wanted. That was their yeah. model. So my
0: other investor is, I pay. he pays cash. Mm-hmm. He just wants you know things that he can, Little things that he can rent out for eight hundred to fifteen hundred a month. Mm-hmm. If it's a nicer home, every now and then we just flip it. He doesn't do yeah. any renting at all. Um, but I like how you said, you know, some some investors don't care if the value declines. No, because those all. are
1: typically cash flowing. Yes, because they paid very little for them. Yep. Someone pays the rent every month. That's money in their pocket. They don't care, you know, if the the house value goes down. Mm -mm. Next question, what type of property? Do you want an attached property, a detached single family, a multifamily? Like, what kind of property are you looking for? If you're getting a condo, are you prepared for condo fees? Mm -hmm. That's money that's not going towards your mortgage and is never coming back. Right. So that one. Um, And then this is my own, not my own, but after a while of doing this, you kind of figure people out. I said, is age important? do you want a new build that's great because you get a builder warranty there's less maintenance for probably a longer period of time or do you want existing construction it already has the blinds and the appliances and the fence like what are you doing with the house yeah so new i've had investors that have done and i think a lot of investors in our market especially agent investors it seems like love to buy brand new construction track built homes yes i don't have to put a lot you have at least one Mm -hmm. I don't have to put a lot of time and effort into maintaining it. The value should stay the same or go up. The They're easy to rent because they're new. Mm-hmm. The
0: yeah, yeah, That's my,
1: I'm like, you get what
0: you pay for. Right. I would personally rather pay more yeah. to get better location, to get better quality, which then brings you a better tenant. Right. If it's a crap hole and right. somebody wants to rent it, right? what kind of person wants to rent it? right comfortable stable of a renter yeah i know there's a lot of
1: things to take into account. turnover turnover is huge like what is the vacancy rate uh you're also your qualification you've told us before is that you feel like you'd want to be able to live in the house yes so something happened and i needed to live there i gotta gotta be okay with that Yep. all right um the last two questions on my list are what is your price range and is location important okay just like any buyer yeah and what is your time frame and is there like is it cash is it finance is there a 1031 exchange deadline involved like what right. what are we doing here right so those are my questions mm-hmm. and that's what i use to figure out what they're most and very quickly it will eliminate a lot of people in general they'll right. just be like oh whoa, 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 wait this is a lot more right. involved than i thought it was going to be i thought i would just run out and buy this mysterious magical under market yes. value property and have this great tenant and my because a lot of times they're talking to investors who've been in the market 20 years yeah so like look at all the money i've made off of my investment well that's great but it's a long term play
0: right right this didn't happen overnight right one of my the investor that would send me like several addresses and say make offers and we'd lose and we'd lose and we'd lose one day we won Ooh. and i was like oh my gosh we won it was like you know sixty-five thousand dollars. This was like three years ago, okay. okay? So I called him, I'm like, hey, we, we won. He's like, what? I said, no yeah. Way. He said, well, I guess I better go. So I don't go to any of these houses. Right. So he said, I'll go check it out. He just goes by himself and like drives by. He's like, oh, you gotta cancel that, it's bad. I said, well, what did you think? And so that was- That, that was what turned? That was what made me go, I- I'm done. Can't I said, what, what name can I make up for him? Mr. John?
1: Right i can't do this anymore wait wait look you said mr john read my mug right now don't make me go beth dutton on you so you bethed him you were like I listen john him. yes
0: listen john i said i can't do this anymore it makes me look bad it wastes a lot of time right you're not doing your i'm over here researching researching you're not doing any of the research Right. i said i can't do this anymore so we were like friends at this point because we've worked together for so many so years long. Mm-hmm. and there has been three he's actually finishing his fourth Houses that he paid like eighty for that I end up Mm -hmm. listing for like two fifty.
1: Oh, so it's worth it if you can a little, yeah. Suffer
0: through the eighties, and you can get some decent return on your time. Okay, but there's nothing. This has nothing to do with saying I don't work that price range anymore. No, it's the time. It's not about being a snob. It's about it's a evaluating it as a real business decision. Yeah, and figuring out what you're. Capable to do, and you know what's worth, worth yeah. it with your time. So I told him I'm not doing this. He he apologized, and I said I. And he begged, like I don't want to work with anybody else. We've worked together for so long. I'm sorry. I said I'm this sorry. I won't deal. do this anymore. I said you don't send me an address, any address, unless you have driven by it.
1: And what do you say? Okay. All right, Beth. Great. I said no
0: more sight unseen offers. It's right. one thing to drive by, but you need to get your guy over there yeah. and look at it. Do your research. I said, guess what? I'm not going. Right. So none of these houses, like, yeah. you just go. Like, they're not. No, they're open. Yeah. They're either open or you just look in the window and figure it out. Like yeah. I said, I'm not going to these places. I can't do this. I'm a mom now. I can't do I this. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so um, he said, Okay. Okay, I'm like this is basically what you do anyway. Right, Just do it ahead of time. Yeah, before you bring me in. Right, and so he said, fine. So the one that he bought recently, I never went. Okay, he bought it earlier this year, and please told, tell me this is the
1: one where they renovated it before. No, that was a different one. Okay, he, but same guy.
0: But um, but yeah, so I'll be listing it in at the end of this month for Perfect. like 250. So oh, great, but I've never even seen it. Wow, never been there i'm familiar with where it is but i've never been there okay but i but that to say when you have investors you need to be the authoritative figure to say wonderful okay now that you've answered all of my intake let me let you know how this works yeah um you will be driving by the homes before we go look at them yeah because you need to know what the surrounding areas are Mm -hmm. and that you're comfortable with them before we make any appointments to go inside the home There are several that you can go inside of. Right. Those are the ones especially, they need to drive by before they call you. Yeah. It's part of them being serious investors and doing their due diligence. So asking, have you driven by it yet? Needs to be a question that you ask pretty regularly. How did you Mm -hmm. feel about the area? How Mm -hmm. did you feel about that? Um, But the initial screening, like making sure that they have a banker or lender on standby to send all the pre-approval letters, all the proof of funds letters. Making sure they actually are pre-approved. Um, I tell new agents all the time: when a buyer comes to you and is either pre-approved or proof of funds, yeah, you need to call wh- whoever banker lender is on that letter and introduce yourself, yeah, and say, "I'm going to be working with Mr. John. I just I s- saw that you're going to be handling the financing, so we have yeah. a mutual client, right? Um, I just wanted to." give you my contact information in case you ever needed anything from me during this process. So it needs to, everyone needs to be in communication yeah. to avoid you running the streets only to
1: end in heartbreak. <laughs> right, so right, agreed. Okay, here's the next thing that I'd started doing in my business. Okay, I would have clients, past clients a lot of times from our f- sphere people or database people who would contact me and be like, I would like to, um, I need to rent an office building. Hmm. Or I would like to rent a a restaurant space. Okay. I was just like, okay, great. I have a wonderful commercial agent I would be happy to refer you to. Yes. Um, It is very difficult to play both games because Mm -hmm. they're so vastly different. Yes. Okay. Commercial agents are business hours peeps. They don't respond like, you know, the world's going to end if they don't respond to your offer or, you know, whatever. There are letters of intent and different, you know, due diligence period. Like, it's all different. Yeah. It's all different. Just because you have a real estate license and you're allowed to sell commercial real estate doesn't mean it's the right thing to do for your clients. Right. You don't have the knowledge base necessary for that. I have done leases before for, like, my hair person. Yeah. So we went and looked at all these, you know, commercial properties and had to, had to learn about parking spots and... Um, you know, personal guarantees and I'm like, oh, oh my word. Right. It's this, is lot. Lot. Yeah. this is well, a lot. This is a lot. Well, you're also
0: setting yourself up if you really don't
1: know what you're doing for liability. Yes. Yes. So a lot of times I think new agents maybe don't even realize, um, you know commercial agents are pretty specialized you very were, you and i were very. talking about this before we started recording i mean there are retail agents they're industrial agents they're office space agents like they're like it's all different mm-hmm. they don't necessarily you know all do all the same thing no okay or they're like land lease and you know mm-hmm. multi whatever mm-hmm. whatever i mean they have their own friggin database
0: our local property management companies even require you to be an intern before they'll let you start actually
1: doing commercial deals well not a bad idea that's not a bad idea so it doesn't mean you can't do it but it does mean you need to put some extra time into the education piece Mm -hmm. or simply find a commercial agent that is very good and you can have a relationship with and Send them the referral. I found commercial agents that I could send a referral and they would send me their residential referrals. Yep, I have that. So it works out fine.
0: It makes it all so nice. Yeah. (laughs) So nice and easy. So nice. Um, Okay, what else about working with your investors? So the other thing that I found challenging that Mm -hmm. you need to be prepared for and knowledgeable about is that when the investors are looking for homes, you'll start getting all sorts of things that aren't even in our MLS. They wanna know about the pre-foreclosures oh, on gosh. Zillow. Yes. Are they real, yes. are they not? Um, are they real? Sometimes they are yeah, and sometimes, sometimes they they're not. not. Mm-hmm. And and even if it is a pre-foreclosure, mm-hmm. It is not ready to make an offer on.
1: No. Oh, I took a great continuing ed that was required, I think, a couple of years ago on foreclosures. Yeah. And just what is the process? In Louisiana, the process is crazy. It's terrible. It's crazy. Yeah. So we won't get into it, but be able to verbalize it to your clients. Mm -hmm. You need to write your own
0: if you are working with investors, you need to have your own email templates explaining what it means in your specific marketplace. Yeah. I had a cl- I had a client whose house showed up as a pre-foreclosure on Zillow, and they had no idea why.
1: Oh, my God. I said,
0: did you miss a payment? Because they do pull sometimes from- Oh, my God. The- did they figure it out? Record- no, they never did. But they had to fight Zillow for like three weeks to get it taken off. Before they were having they were people to like, drive by their house. <gasps> and like people were trying to buy it and thinking oh that they word. were- bo- it, it, it really kind of hurt their reputation, too. Oh you know, God. like the neighbors were like- Oh, you're pre foreclosure, and they're like, well, "No, we're not. We didn't we're, do anything." We didn't do anything. Um, and oh my then, god! Even if it is a pre foreclosure, um, I learned that if if there's a house, you know, sometimes I get people send me photos. Hey, this house
1: has this note on the oh, front door. All the time. All How the time. How many times do you get photos of the note on the yeah, front door? Or the, my neighbor has been out of here yes. for six months, and I know that they went to jail.
0: Yeah, can you tell me like what's happening? At that point you would need a title attorney. Yeah. To look up the address legal description and say, well, an attorney has an attorney been assigned mm-hmm. to this address mm-hmm. meaning has the legal process of it being a foreclosure been started? Right. That process can take 6 months to 2 year, years. To, I was going to say 2, two years. years. Because they can appeal it. Yes. They can the owner can have their own attorney that's right. trying to appeal it, it's a it's very a, drug out
1: process it's so difficult it's not like you miss two payments and the bank says bye no
0: at <laughs> all if, if, if you have a note on your door you're far you're pretty far gone at and this look point.
1: there's some people that i think have figured out the system you could stay in your house for quite a while yeah quite a while mm-hmm. while they go through that process. Right. And just live for free. Just, well, oh, and then there's the tax sale people. I was going to say, you have tax oh sale,
0: God. you have sheriff sale. Right. I have a lot of investors that show up at sheriff sale and I say, well, fine, go.
1: I I, I don't go with you because I don't get paid at the sheriff sale. Right. And you have to have cash at 2 p.m. that yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Not a, not a loan of some kind, a cashiers check cash money in hand that says Mm -hmm. here i'm buying the house today and they also need to know that the bank shows up to the sheriff's that's how the bank gets it back in foreclosure now that's just in louisiana oh really oh that's not like a thing oh um we would have to go look up how how you do a foreclosure in another state
0: very interesting um Huh. Well, I know, it's a lot. There's just so many different things, and I also like to start off by telling my investors, "Look, if there were that many deals out there, I would own more than four houses, no doubt. But here I am we're as like, a what conservative. Kind of do you think I am right? As a conservative investor, I only own." Four. Right. In 11 years.
1: In 11, and, and I look at houses every day. And I look at houses every day. All and day. And this is
0: all I have. So right. I I tell them, I genuinely feel like I am doing you a disservice Yeah. as your investor agent. That's right. my personal opinion. There's a guy in my office, he's fantastic at at working with investors because he's not scared to go to these places. Right, and he's probably all about the numbers. He's all about the numbers. Yeah. He agrees 100% that this could work. I mean, that's who you need. I was not the right fit anymore. Because you're trying to live in the house. Yeah, I'm trying to live on (laughs) them. Like, I don't want to drive over there. Okay. But just for easy math, for example, one of my investors that was buying like in a declining area, Mm -hmm. he paid $80,000 for this like two-bedroom house. They were renting for about $800 a month. Okay. So after... 100 months mm-hmm. or 8.3 years, mm-hmm. he got all of his money back. Yeah. And then you just start making money at that point. Yeah, it's all in, yeah. So it doesn't matter if you sell the house for $5 mm-hmm. later. You've right. got all your you money made all back. That money. You made all that money. Yeah. And you know rent's going to maybe, it could stay the same. It could go to 850 maybe 900 It could go to 750 Right. I mean, but you're going to make some, you're going to make it if
1: you can yes. hold on to it long enough. But- What was the expense to take care of it? Like, Right. There are, like, yes, he made money. Yeah. No doubt. If you keep it long enough and you
0: are somewhat maintaining it, you'll be fine. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But that's kind of how they look at it. I think it would be a great, if anyone didn't listen to episodes 51 and 52, I think 51 is the one where you take us through, like, the... I got this much rent, this much went into the account, Mm -hmm. then I had the money to pay for the roof or like whatever, Mm -hmm. like the actual numbers of owning a rental property. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Um, I think that's everything I had on my list. I do want to reiterate, these are great clients for new agents Mm -hmm. who have the time and want to do the due diligence, want to do the like... The work, the legwork. Who yeah. want to learn? Who want to you hit. will learn so so much. much, so much by working with investors. Because no matter who they are, everyone eventually is going to ask you a question about investing in real estate. Mm-hmm. Everyone.
0: Oh, that was another thing I had written down was that I can't tell you how many people. If you ever see any good deals, let me know. Let me know. You should really start just as a, just for fun and Trello make like an investor column. I have a list of people that have just randomly said that. Well, let me know. It, it gets longer and longer and right. longer. Right, and you're
1: like, well, I've got this whole backlog whole of people list. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's I think it's good to keep an investor list because as you are going through properties, or you go to a listing appointment, or you go show another buyer who, who didn't want the house. You might be able to say, oh, you know what? This does fit the description of what mm-hmm. so-and-so said. Right. I have a couple of investors who only look in one neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Great. Mine Easy. Are kinda like I have some guys like that. Yeah. So it's it it gets, you'll figure it out, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of, there's a learning curve. And, and the biggest
0: thing here is that don't just jump into it. No. Really try to take some classes, educate yourself. Yeah. Meet with whoever you can meet with to learn about what the process does look like mm-hmm. and what you need to know if they do want to write an offer. Do you have accounts
1: made for all these different websites? Right. Oh gosh. Right. Okay. I wanted to give you a stat. Okay. Before we before we wrap it up. Okay. Because when when these people pop up and they're like, "I'd like to invest." Here's a great stat you could share. Okay. Investors bought ninety thousand two hundred and fifteen homes in the third quarter of 2021. Wow. 90,000, totaling $63 billion. In the third quarter of 2021, investors made up 18% of home sales, up from 11% at this same time last year. Wow. So there's so many investors in the market. It's just not easy. And the inventory affects them. And in fact, they're the ones that make the inventory hard for everyone else. That's a lot of people trying to buy the same thing. Yes, yes. It just is. Um,
0: I So it, it also, it got to where when I would submit an offer, I would get back from the system an automated <laughs> multiple office offer notification okay. form. So then I would have to redo oh, all no. the paper. I, I even got to the point where I was like, do I even tell him that I got, you know? I always did, but then I had to redo. And so I finally started telling him, look, Every time you make an offer. Just what is the highest and what best? What is your highest and best? That was another one of his rules. You need to be driving by. You need to be going with your contractor I, we're not, to look we're at not it. just throwing spaghetti over no, the You need the to wall. be your highest and best. Like if I'm going to do the work, you're going to do the work too. Yeah. And this is going to be a team effort. No more of me doing everything. Yeah. And not seeing anything. Right. Oh. So that's one of the rules too. Is I love that it. Every time that's you make an offer, how much do you like this house? Because you get one shot. Yeah. Because it, and that's really not my rule. That's just what's happening. Right. That's
1: the market. Yeah, that's the market. It won't necessarily always be that way. Right. Okay. Good? I'm good. Oh, great. Let's do a toast. Okay. Hooray. Okay, so for today's toast, we are going to go to, um, who is, okay. Emily Cabrera is toasting to, Emily Heck is an agent. Is Emily to Emily? Oh, lovely. Emily Heck is an agent who has used your systems to get organized, and she is taking the time to teach me how she has made it all work in her thriving business. She literally gives me homework every week to help me learn, grow, and organize. She's my accountability buddy. Accountability buddy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I am learning so much from her humble lessons. I want to be her as I grow up in this industry. Additionally, our team's transaction coordinator, Melissa Hodges, is a freaking rock star, and I actually get emotional when I think about how supportive and awesome she is. She's like a deep breath of a deep breath of air. Every time I start a transaction, I have more and more confidence because I know she's got my back. Oh. Would not be able to do this work without her. Thanks for letting me express my gratitude to these kick-ass women. Wonderful. That's I love what that we're you here for. Have, I, know, it says, I love that you and Alyssa have created a space for people to rise together in love, support, and general badassery. That is what we're here for. Okay, so Emily and, and Emily and Melissa, I am almost 100% sure in Colorado. Awesome. So cheers to Melissa and Emily from Emily. Wonderful. I love it. Okay, y'all have a happy day. Goodbye. Bye.